Hello Take and thank two. you for listening. This is the Nerd Out Loud Podcast. My name is Jeremy. And I'm Christy. And we are here to talk about the things that you nerd out about and we nerd out about and everybody nerds out about and Christy's on drugs. <laughs> and our biotics. <laughs> drugs. Let's be honest. Hi, Christy. Hello. Um, so is there some reason that you are on drugs? Yes. Why are you on drugs? I've been very sick for a really <laughs> long time. <laughs> and I finally decided to go to the doctor this week. When oh, yeah. My voice was pretty much gone. And I have either bronchitis or the walking pneumonia, as they call it. But to get the for sure test of that, I would have had to have chest x-rays and I can't afford to pay for that. And since it's basically the same antibiotic for both, I'm on that and uh, like two other medications to get this cleared up. And that's why we're late this week because also I had no voice until today. So you're on drugs that take, just take it, take it out of you. And for some reason you decided to take them right before we recorded the podcast. Right, because I thought we were going to record two hours ago. Two hours ago? What are you talking about? I never said we were going to record two hours ago. Well, it's 11, 15. Okay. okay. And we had started this situation at nine. <laughs> <laughs> but Jeremy, uh, oh, I have to I have to take a shower. <laughs> and for him, the same as the toilet paper situation, a shower is not like a regular shower for normal people it's an hour long situation because he lays down in the shower and plays on his phone your hot water heater does not have an hour's worth of hot water in it and i know this from experience <laughs> okay and he plays on <laughs> so his that's phone. an exaggeration well it's 45 minutes <laughs> and then uh um, could probably stretch it out to 45 minutes if you got a low flow shower head but the current shower head that you have on there Uses way too much water to do a 45-minute shower. Okay. Well, I don't want to change that because... So I'm just saying don't maybe don't exaggerate. That's okay. all I'm saying. Okay. We'll time it sometime. And then then he ate dinner and then he said, I'm so full. I can't, I can't record. So then there was that. And then... I needed a little time. I didn't I want to be burping need, into the phone every 30 seconds. I just need... I need to watch one more thing on shark tank and then we can start okay. so that, that is why we're late so then the medication has like hit me yeah and now i'm tired oh my god okay but i'm feeling better so that's good <sighs> and my doctor said i have a question why did you wait six weeks to come in yeah and you were sick this time last year yeah i um Basically, I'm too cheap to pay the copay if they're just going to say, get some rest and take some, you know, drink some liquids. So I had to wait until I figured that it was not good to make it worth my while. Yeah. So that's that. I'm glad you finally decided to go in. Yes. So you think you'll be back next week? You'll be back full bore? Ready Hopefully. to do some serious podcasting. Yes. Because I feel like we've been in a little bit of a slump. And I was hoping to pull, I was hoping to come out of it this week, but it's evidence from, from your drugged up nature. <laughs> that's probably not going to happen. We'll see. Our, I thought our interview was good. Last week? No, this one. Oh, this week. Well, last yeah. week too, but. We do have, we have another interview. We, we actually recorded it a little bit earlier this week. Um, we interviewed a uh, real life superhero. Yes. By the name of El Caballero. Caballero. Cap- El. El Caballero. Caballero. I don't think there's Caballero. Any... Caballero. Caballero. No ends. Cab- Caballero. Everybody, Caballero. Every time I've seen him on videos and stuff online, everybody just calls him Cabby. And I was okay. really, really hoping that when we start <laughs> opening, I was really hoping that when we started recording with him, he was going to be like, I asked him what is, how to pronounce his name, and I was hoping he was going to say, just call me Cab. Just call me Cabby. But he didn't. But apparently, I'm not enough in on the superhero bandwagon to be um. So you've been following be the the um for a little background. 
um, the real superhero movement in Seattle started in July of 2011 <laughs> with the most famous being Phoenix Jones. And ever since I met you, you've been pretty much obsessed with Phoenix Jones and yeah. the comings and goings Interested of this. In Phoenix Jones. Yeah. yeah. And the comings and goings of all this. And you always think it's really funny to uh, tweet him whenever there's yeah. like you like you see something that's like pretty ridiculous or you'll be like Phoenix Jones will be on the case. Yeah, I've and, tried to get him to help out with some stuff before. So you you've been interested in that. Yeah, I mean anything like so I I am interested and I think I feel like we've talked about this before, but anybody that is like so passionate about something, whatever it is, mm-hmm. that they're willing to go to some kind of extreme like I my go-to example is always the guys from Whale Wars, like these crazy ass <laughs> hippies that get on these fucking gigantic old fishing research boats or whatever go spend three or four weeks riding on the boat to go down to the antarctica and then get in tiny little zodiacs and chase around these huge gigantic commercial fishing ships that are trying to kill whales and like basically just throw stink bombs at them like that's insane they're putting their lives on the line like Mm -hmm. they're risking their lives they're doing crazy shit trying to like take down and destroy these other ships because they feel that strongly about the whales, like about trying to protect the whales. So like anybody that is passionate about something enough to allow it to actually like shape their, their life, like define their life and and their actions and what they do like that, that kind of passion, regardless of what it's about, regardless of whether I agree with them or not, or whether, you know, whatever, like I respect and admire that. And, uh, and so, yes, I'm very fascinated with the, um, real life superhero movement in general, well, just and because it, it's a bunch of crazy, well, I don't even want to say crazy. That's not even fair. It's a bunch mm-hmm. of people that are passionate enough about whatever their community issue, their community. Safe. Yeah. That they've decided to literally dress up like superheroes and go out and, uh, and, and. Do neighbor, like he said, aggressive neighborhood watch. Yeah, it's like a, aggressive. Did he say aggressive? I don't think aggressive was the word, but neighborhood well, watch right. with with a twist. Right, the twist. So, um, so yeah, I mean the whole the whole movement in general definitely kind of interests me. And uh, um, well, and it seems like it came out of um, kick ass, like the idea. Kind of, I mean, I don't know well, exactly. Kick ass came out of. They came before Kick-Ass, no. for sure. No. Yes. I just looked it up. Kick-Ass came out in 2010. Phoenix has been around since before that, easily. Okay, I was just looking at Wikipedia, and it said July of 2011. Oh, yeah. So do you get a lot of your facts from Wikipedia? Well, when I don't know anything, yes. What do you know about it? About what? Well, I mean, I like, what do you know? that... I know for a fact that Phoenix Jones wasn't inspired by the movie Kick-Ass. Okay. Well, I don't know. Jesus Christ, Christina. But it's very similar. It probably was uh, uh, brought more into the mainstream by movies such as Kick-Ass. And what's that one that Rain Wilson did? He actually worked with Phoenix quite a bit on that. Mm -hmm. Do you know what it was called? Um, Yeah. What was it called? (laughs) Oh, I'm looking it up. Um, I mean, I really liked it. What was the movie called? The movie with Rain Wilson is called Super. Super, guys. It's it. pretty awesome. That came out in 2010 as well. And he was he was working with Phoenix on that for okay. sure. Okay, so whatever. I know for I a mean, while he was trying to help Phoenix get a TV show. They're trying to get a reality TV show done about Phoenix. Jones. Oh, really? Yeah. So there was so the what are they called? The Rain City superhero movement. Mm-hmm. It, that became a thing in July of 2011. Maybe there was people doing it before. Mm. Um, so there was that. And. Yeah. I mean, there's been quite a, f- there's been like some, definitely some, some riffs <laughs> in the, uh, in, in the superhero movement in the Seattle area. Um, semi recently, um, because they, uh, 
uh, I know Phoenix and the guy that we're about to have on after this, he, um, they had like a big falling out, um, over like, we kind of touched on it very briefly in the interview, but, um, like some misappropriated funds, some misappropriated funds and some, um, equipment of El Caballero's called my buddy cabbie um (laughs) (laughs) some some equipment of his that uh that was uh, went missing and maybe phoenix had it maybe he didn't i don't really know the details of it but i followed some of the drama online but it just seems like also other stuff like there's been lots of other stuff i know he likes to be the star phoenix of the show and Likes yeah. to be in camera whenever possible and take the credit as I don't much know as the man personally. I don't know Phoenix Jones personally, but like I said, I have um, followed along with quite a few of the superheroes, uh, and there's a number of documentaries about them and other real life superheroes all over the country that I've watched, like on Hulu and Netflix and stuff. So I'm basically an expert, um, mm-hmm. and. Uh, um, so I, you know, I know a little bit about it. And w- one thing that I will say that's pretty clear is that Phoenix Jones is a huge fan of Phoenix Jones. <laughs> and, um, and he definitely, you know, he thinks very, very highly of himself. He, um, had his identity was a secret up until, um, semi recently when he spilled it for himself, um, be- right. because he, it was going to be revealed because of some litigation that was ongoing, I believe. And he unveiled his secret identity identity in a very drastic way by like going out in front of like the courthouse with news cameras there and like peeling his mask off and saying who he was <laughs> it was he types in all capital letters um, because that's how comic books are written comic books are written um and he also uh, can't spell at all <laughs> and so apparently he's writing a book and every time he makes a comment about his book on his facebook page or anything people are always like hey uh buy some make sure that you have make sure that you have a good editor (laughs) well and one of the main reasons that you're way into this is because you would do this what do you mean you you would go out dressed up and do this because you like not the dress up part necessarily but the going out and fighting crime like that kind of situation would be really exciting to you yeah for sure definitely i like um you know Seeing stuff bringing down. people to justice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. I mean, not. I just like being around crazy situations. Right. So, so let's listen to the interview that we did, and yeah. then we'll be back with more. Yeah. We are the superhero shuffling crew, saving the world. So uh, we'll we'll just get started. Uh, thanks for uh, thanks thanks for talking to us. And I guess first off, um, what what should we call you? Uh, I go by uh, El Caballero. El Caballero. Okay, sorry, I couldn't figure out how to pronounce <laughs> it, so I figured I would just ask you instead of saying it wrong five or six times. <laughs> Yeah, no worries. So, so you are, um, you are. Uh, I mean, wh- what would you call yourself? A, a real life superhero? Um, I've been telling people that uh, either I do a progressive neighborhood watch, <laughs> or uh, that I'm a luchador crime fighter. <laughs> there you go. Oh, that. So, uh, yeah. I mean, you can explain to the people that are listening. So, uh, as part of your uh, uniform or outfit that you wear, um, y- you wear like a, a luchador mask. Yeah. Word. Yeah. I, and early on, I don't know that something just didn't sit right with calm myself super <laughs> in any form or function. You know, just because I don't have any special magic powers or anything like that. Just a lot of training and a compassionate heart. Sure. So how long how long have you been doing this? About three years now. And what uh, what got you into it originally? Well, uh, I was down uh, living above the nightclub El Corazon. Oh, okay. And uh, a lot of cool bands there and stuff like that. But uh, right across the way, there's a place where they have uh, alcoholics live. It's cheaper for the city to let them drink alcohol in a city building than to constantly send ambulances out to 
pick them up drunk or you know, and all the problems they caused. So they had that place right by my house. And then there was a homeless youth center that's still there, the Orion Center. And there's all these vulnerable kids walking around and then all these scumbags and stuff like that floating around. And it was just too close and too personal for me. And I had to do something in my community, in my neighborhood. Um, but I don't know, my whole life, I've just been drawn to helping others. Um, growing up uh, in Europe because of my father's work, uh, I kind of lived in fear of communists back during the Cold War, as well as Islamic fundamentalists, and you know, even Gaddafi was alive at the time, and that was scary as hell. But uh, I want to give back to my community and do something positive. Yeah. So, I, I, was there like a was there an impetus, or I mean, I, I would say that um, there are probably a lot of people that that have like a you know, have an interest in the community or, or, or see problems like that. But what was it that, uh, like, I guess, how did you get started? Like, what, what did you just literally one day just say, you know what, screw this, I'm going to do something about it. And, uh, went and started walking around and and reaching out to people or. Yeah, (laughs) that's that's pretty much how it went. And then uh, I had seen that uh, Phoenix Jones was doing things as well. I had read a news article with the picture of him in his sandex and fedora with the police officer. And I thought that was cool. So I ended up, you know, working with him for about two and a half years. But the the catalyst for me was just all these experiences I had in my own life um, that kind of shaped who I am. I know everyone's got their own kind of unique style and thing that they do. And I definitely don't recommend that everyone throw on a mask and go out there and put themselves in harm's way. But, yeah, um, yeah. This is where I'm comfortable with my my training and uh, my past experiences. What uh, what kind of training have you done? A lot of unofficial stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I, I, besides the uh, Krav Maga and various forms of Kung Fu, um, I keep a pretty steady workout of jogging and riding my bike around the town and all that. I. I've let on to the public that I one of my day jobs, which is I'm a caregiver working with developmentally disabled folks. Okay. So I've learned a lot about de-escalation and being able to help folks who are violent or have different tendencies like that. It gives me a, you know, a little bit of an insight how I can defuse situations because a lot of times all we have to do is show up and like cockroaches, all the heroin dealers start going home, <laughs> you yeah. know, getting out of public places. So I feel like that's a little mini win. Yeah. How, how, uh, well, I guess kind of t- two, two questions. Um, do you mainly just patrol around the like greater Seattle area and, uh, and, and how often are you, are you going out? Well, I, I was doing a pretty more diverse, patrol uh, back when I was with Phoenix and them. Um, but I, And so it was Pioneer Square and Rainier Valley and uh, Belltown and then downtown. Um, these days I've just really been concentrating up north in the university area. And the reason being is just because you just got to stick with a place and deal with it just like the cops have their beats and stuff. Then you can start seeing a routine of different folks and then it becomes not street battles or anything like that, but more detective work and researching and finding out. Yeah. So you're seeing a lot of the same faces when you go out sticking in the same neighborhood. Totally. And just to kind of sad, you know, I've been in Seattle for over 15 years and I never would have thought that I would be throwing a mask on and bulletproof armor and put myself in harm's way. But just, um, Geez, I don't know. I guess maybe it's just the influx of population or something, or people thinking Seattle is uh, one of the greatest cities in the world, which I believe it is. But yeah, uh, yeah just the influx of people, I don't know, having hard times or what. But even in this neighborhood, there's been car prowls and a lot of people's windows broken out and you know, apple picking, as they call it now, where people are too caught up playing with their technology device and 
people run up and just grab it out of their hands and stuff. So apple picking—I've <laughs> never heard that before. <laughs> that's uh, wow, that's intense. Um, so you you did mention you mentioned the bulletproof vest. Uh, what uh, what other kind of gear do you have? I mean, we already talked. You put the mask on, obviously. Um, is uh, is that? Do you wear the mask because you don't want people knowing who you are, or for some other reason? Yeah, I want to separate my my life with my family and stuff like that and fighting crime. Yeah. I've let it be known too, that I have a child, you know, and a wife. And so walking around, you know, I don't want to walk around on a city street and be like, Hey, that's the guy that called the police on me or caught me when I was trying to shoplift or whatever. And he's with his family, you know, I just, for their protection and safety, cause I'm not embarrassed of what I do. Yeah. And all the law enforcement agencies in the area know who I am too, like my real name and everything. Because oh, okay. beyond the glamour of comic books or whatever is the real life, <clears throat> the reality of the situation, which is, you know, you see a crime, you break it up, you protect the victim, and then what do you do with the guy who's perpetuating it? Well, we call 911. You know, we don't step on any people's toes and stuff like that and take the law into our own hands because really it doesn't do anything. Um, I don't know. It just makes everyone want to up the game or whatever, but getting these people help, getting these people, you know, put behind bars if that's what's needed. Right. Get whatever help they may need. So, so what kind, what kind of, uh, what kind of equipment do you carry on you? Well, I've got uh, multiple uh, bulletproof armor panels throughout my gear, and then uh, I've got a Kevlar helmet that's class three that'll protect me from rounds as well. And then uh, the most uh, potent tool that we use on the team is a camera. I have a night vision camera. Uh, So, yeah, that's our most potent tool because... You know, it's beyond what he said, she said, or anything like that. It's, here you go. Here's the video footage. And sure. Right in. And, and so if if an incident happens or something, you can actually just take that video that you recorded and, and turn it right over to the police? Yep. How do the police receive you? Like, are they thankful that you're doing this? Uh, there's some officers who've been really supportive and cool. Uh, I've been in talks with some uh, different captains and sergeants and stuff like that. In fact, I just recently did a, a project for the Seattle Police Foundation, and uh, they came out and they had different citizens with kind of protest signs, but uh, the signs were positive pro-Seattle Police Department because I know they're... You know, with the Justice Department and stuff like that, looking at stuff, you know, there were some bad apples, and I think they've gotten rid of them, and they're working on their problems. But to show my support, I said uh, on my poster, it said, Seattle Police are my superheroes. (laughs) And they ended up uh, auctioning it at a big uh, gala event, and I got a lot of good feedback. I was pretty stoked on that. That's that's awesome. So, I mean, I, I just know from kind of following along with your guys' story and and from, uh, um, you know, from from even what you said that you you used to patrol with Phoenix and some of those guys. Do you um, do you do a do you patrol with anybody now, or are you just kind of more on your own? Yeah, I've done a lot of solo stuff. Even when I was working with Jones, I did a lot of solo stuff, um, just because. Of, scheduling i wanted to be out there a little bit more but uh currently i'm out about two to three days a week in the mask but i'm out pretty much every day (laughs) not not wearing a mask but still with all my powers and capabilities and stuff like that yeah just keeping an eye on dude i've been working with right now his name is dragon and uh he's a pretty badass wing chung kung fu master Oh, nice. So, and he's got a level head, you know, not someone that will fly off the handle or get pissed, you know. How many superhero groups in Seattle do you think there are? I know that there's three that I know of. Okay. Um, there's the, the Rain City Superhero Movement. 
there's the Washington Initiative, which is a part of a broader organization called the Initiative. Um, and they do a lot of more um, handouts and charity work. But they do have some medical people, and so we'll patrol with them too because they're good folks. And uh, and then uh, my team that I'm uh, with right now is called Echo, or the Emerald City Heroes Organization. Oh, nice. Did did um, how long ago did that start? Um, it basically, in the last month, this is kind of a new project. Kind of originally viewed it as kind of an umbrella thing that we would just all work together and be a big team, but. With some politics and stuff like that, there's certain people who can't work with us because some people like their team only working with their team. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, I'm not going to judge, but uh, yeah, we're trying to do our best. But I'm pretty stoked on this new team. We've got a lot of folks who are interested who don't necessarily even want to wear masks. Oh, wow. They want to do more charity kind of stuff and food handouts and everything. For a while, I was partnering with Northwest Harvest, which was really cool, which yeah. is a cool organization. Um, I ended up losing that gig. I did almost two years of charity events with them, but uh, I had been doing it myself, so I wanted to give some of the other heroes some airtime and publicity. And it ended up one of the RCSM guys came out and he brought a taser with him. And I told people not to bring any weapons, especially when you're doing a charity event and with near the Seahawk stadium. So that became a big fiasco and I don't do that. Maybe I shouldn't mention it. <laughs> <laughs> something that's, you know, not happening anymore, but you know, I yeah. Guess that's an oh, that's, <laughs> that's crazy. I'll just say, and you, you don't have to comment on this, but I'll just say, like I said, I've been kind of following along with a lot of this stuff on Facebook and all that stuff. The, the, uh, R- RCSM is a very unfortunate acronym. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> uh, I'm. I'm just. I'm surprised that it. I'm surprised that it is stuck as long as it has. <laughs> yeah, I that. really like that echo one. That's a good one. It's easy to remember. Have you heard of the the um, Capitol Hill um, Q Patrol that's starting up again? Oh, they are. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, they just had an article about it last week. Oh, that's awesome problems yeah. um it makes me really sad because even though growing up in a military environment stuff like that i've always had respect for everyone you know no matter what their you know beliefs and stuff like that if they can honor and respect you know others that's on then i'm cool with it but uh yeah the hearing about attacks of gay folks and stuff like that on capitol hill and then the attempted uh burning down of neighbors. I was like, gee whiz. And I talked to this guy, Sean, he seems to be organizing a lot of stuff uh, up there, but I think that's great. That's fantastic. And I do remember him from back in the day, uh, in the 90s, uh, even maybe even the early 2000s, making the rounds and making sure people are safe. That's great. So, um, what, uh, what, what's like, if, if you had to think of, you know, one or two kind of victory stories or, you know, like if, if you would just wanted to share with somebody a story about some, something great that's happened, um, you know, while you're out on patrol, do you, do you have anything, uh, that you comes to mind? Yeah, it's, it's been, uh, across the board. I mean, on patrol can get pretty schizophrenic in the sense that, most nights are boring, and that's great. We love it when it's a boring night. We're just walking around, burning calories, and saying hi to people and taking pictures. But sometimes it get crazy when it's like one moment you're taking a picture with someone, and then the next moment some wannabe gangster guy is cursing and trying to start a fight or something like that. Um, where am I going with this? <clears throat> but, any, uh, any stories or anything? Like, Does anything yeah, come to uh, mind as far as like a success story that you have or something like that? Um, but one night we were doing uh, a little uh, patrol um, right there on 3rd Avenue and Pine Street, which has a lot of narcotics traffic. Yeah. And uh, we saw this woman who was in a wheelchair, and she was with another gal, and then there was a dude there. 
And it's a drug neighborhood, and it's sketchy, and it's like, why are people hanging out at 1 o'clock in the morning on a corner, you know? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so we're watching, just checking things out. And then the woman starts screaming, so we run over there, and the guy was trying to rip her off or something with money. And she wouldn't admit to it, but it had to do with drugs. <clears throat> so we're asking him questions, and then we end up having one of our guys call 911. And we're like, all right, this is the situation. The police arrive. Had taken something from this woman, though they couldn't prove if it was her money or not or what that was about. But when they checked the guy uh, in his backpack, he ended up having like 50 or 60 different people's IDs in his bag. Oh, wow. And it's like, holy Christ. This guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he got busted. That, that was a major win. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So I, I, um, I mean, I know, I, I think, um, you were, you, you were down at the, during the May Day protests, not this year, but last year, right? When uh, everything. I've been gone the last three years, but yeah. Well, <laughs> I guess I should say the, well, the year I saw you on the news when, when stuff kind of went crazy down by the courthouse. Was yeah. it? So, I mean, that, yeah. I know that that involved you guys kind of stepping in. There was some vandalism going on of uh, um, some buildings, and I b- believe you were with Phoenix at the time, and you guys kind of stepped in and intervened there and ended up yeah. spraying some pepper spray and stuff like that. But um, are there – have there been times like that or, you know, that time when, when you've definitely felt like <laughs> obviously in danger to the point where you had to defend yourself in that way? Yeah, well um, – uh, I'd love to talk about the May Day, that May Day too. Yeah, it was Phoenix Jones, Midnight Jack, and myself were there at the federal courthouse, the old federal courthouse. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, before I got into being a superhero and stuff, uh, living in Germany for a time, there was uh, events, hanging out with my old buddies and stuff like that, where we'd be attacked by neo Nazis, and. Uh, Having some Jewish family and stuff like that as well, like I just always had a hatred for neo Nazis. And so when I was in Texas, I ended up being tapped to be on a project to kind of find and you know, work with law enforcement to apprehend, you know, people in the Aryan nations or Confederate Hammerskins or any of these other bonehead neo Nazi hate groups. And uh, one night, we, my buddy uh, called us or whatever, and we ended up piling in a pickup truck. The business he worked for was owned by some uh, East Indian folks. And when we arrived, they were like, oh, they were driving these Nazis, and they were terrified. So we locked the store up, and we had everyone get behind the counter. This was before cell phones and everything. And sure enough, these neo-Nazis showed up and started shooting rounds into the building. It was It was pretty terrifying. Holy crap. And I mean, I've been stabbed in my life, interceded in domestic violence things, and the guy's ego was hurt, so he pulled out a gun. I mean, things like that yeah. do happen quite, kind of frequently, actually. But yeah. you know, maintaining a level head and again training. Does that happen? Does that kind of stuff happen quite a bit when you're out on patrol? Like I said, most nights are boring, mm-hmm. but when stuff goes down, a lot of times it goes down. And yeah. It depends on the area and stuff. Something like that, you know. I'd like to say maybe it only happens three or four times a year, but... Yeah. <clears throat> and then I would imagine, like you said, uh, your kind of main goal in those situations is always just to try and de-escalate, bring, yeah. <laughs> bring down de-escalate, the overall... Make, every, make sure everyone's safe. Yeah. Yeah, well, um, is there... Uh... Is there anything that uh, that comes to mind that you want to share that we didn't cover? Anything you wanted to say or talk about? If you you have you, you have I a mean, message, Mayday, to- bringing up May Day, that was really an, a super intense event, and I feel like a lot of it was projected towards PJ and the aftermath or whatever, and the use of pepper spray. Mm-hmm. But really, the only person who used pepper spray was Midnight Jack. And even though I don't like the guy, <laughs> I think <laughs> it, he was warranted to use it. Yeah. You know? Because, I mean, beyond, you know, someone protesting and expressing themselves and using their First Amendment right or participating in a town hall meeting or voting, you know, these people were throwing bricks and, you know, poles and IEDs and 
Molotov cocktails and stuff like that, trying to throw it into this building or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) It was, you know, that's when it devalues someone's whole movement when they resort to violence. Then they're just terrorists. Yeah. Yeah. And I know a lot of people complain about the pepper spray, but five minutes later when Homeland Security showed up... They had guns that would be, you know, a nine millimeter bullet through someone's head who was attacking a building. So yeah. <laughs> it got off easy. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> Do you have any tips for people like in in different neighborhoods, like where people should stay away from late at night or whatever? Well, it, it probably easier answer to your question, sister, would be that just being out no matter where you're out is being aware, you know like the apple picking thing or mm-hmm. anything. It's just important to know your surroundings. You know, most criminals, when they're interviewed or whatever, it's like, oh, they looked like a victim. They they weren't looking up. They had their head down. They didn't have any confidence. So it'd be easy. You know, being aware and, and focused in the moment is probably 93% of the battle. And then, you know, just having some pepper spray or even a taser, you know, that'll help. I know it's helped a lot of folks. But, uh, and good tips. What what uh, what would you say to somebody if they wanted to uh, get involved or or start doing what you're doing? Well, neighborhood watch programs are excellent. You know, being able to participate in your community and stuff like that. I uh, learned a lot. I did the uh, Seattle Community Police Academy, so. That was an 11-week course for people who are interested in law enforcement but don't necessarily want to be police officers. So it kind of goes over everything. But uh, I learned a lot in that, and there's a lot of training programs where even if you want to set up a block watch, an officer will come over and, and give you a handout sheet about different things to do, about you know, locking your house, locking your car, paying attention, yada, yada. But if people want to do this, that's great. I mean, wearing a mask, that's a whole other bag of chips. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I would really recommend it to anyone unless they were prior trained yeah. know, with military or law enforcement or medical experience. So what what made you decide to put on a mask as opposed to doing something like starting a, a block watch or something like that? Uh, my other life, you know, I don't want to give myself away, but it's... Uh, I just wouldn't want to have it associated. Got it. Not being a block watch or stuff, because my friends and family know that I do a block watch in a little bit more colorful way. But uh, Yeah, very colorful. (laughs) (laughs) And I I just have to ask you, just because I saw a news article about it, did you end up getting that? You were missing a helmet for a while. Did you end up getting it back? Yeah, Danger Dave uh, brought it over to me. I was really stoked. He's been kind of an intermediary uh, between myself and Phoenix for a time. Yeah. Because I'm still at a loss. I don't know what to do. Like, (laughs) I heard so much and experienced so much. You know, I love him like a brother, but until he comes up and apologizes, I just, you know. So you guys aren't currently working together right now? Right. Yeah. From... Probably the last six months or so, but it took a long time, and I heard a lot of stories. But yeah, Danger Dave finally brought it back, and then he told me what PJ had said, and I just kind of wrote it off as uh, another lie. Sure, yeah, but that's only because of knowing all these other facts surrounding it, and all these other people who had communicated with me privately about their situations of loaning in thousands of dollars giving him money for vests that never showed up and all this yeah. other stuff, which, yeah. You know. Yeah. You know, it's hard when a brother fucks up. Pardon <laughs> my language. Yeah. So, um, I love them and, and make it, you know, better. But if they don't want to be helped and think it's okay, then, you know, you can't really do anything until they realize that. Mm-hmm. If, um, if people want to, reach out to you or contact you or, or anything like that? Do you have like a, a, you know, a public Facebook page or Twitter account or any, any contact information that you want people to could kind of follow along? Yeah, I'm on uh, Facebook. That's the only way I'm doing it these days right now besides 
my email, but I use that for more of my detective work and other things like that. But yeah, just uh, El Caballero on Facebook. Cool. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll put a link to it in the notes so you guys can just click on it. It'll be awesome. All right, man. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for uh, thanks for chatting, and I'll um, I'll I'll shoot you a message on Facebook once we put the show up. Hey, sounds great. Thanks, Jeremy, and thank you, sister. Yep. Thanks. All right. Bye. All right. Good friend, El Caballero. El Caballero. No, no, no. I'm doing my best. The L's are make a yes sound. El Caballero. El Dazim. He just John Travolted his name. So as he's thirty seventh time. So as he talked about in. Um, the interview, they've now created a new superhero group called Emerald City Heroes Organization, which has a much um, more fortunate um, acronym. Yeah, so all of the all of the people from Phoenix's group, and I'm confused. I don't even know if Phoenix has a group anymore. Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know. Um, uh, they, at least last time I followed along with them, they all on Facebook on their pages, um, have the sense to, to symbolize that they're part of the rain city superhero movement. They have the acronym RCSM behind all of their names, which very blatantly looks like racism Mm -hmm. (laughs) with the vowels taken out. Right. So I'm like, it's just such an unfortunate, it just didn't, it seems like maybe they didn't think that through or S and M too, especially since, um, PJ himself, um, is uh, African American. Yes. So anyway, that was um, that was our very exciting interview with a superhero, a well, real life superhero. And we had tweeted out um, questions like we're about to interview, and I just want and someone had said, "What superpower does he have?" And I just want to make it like very clear: these people don't think they have actual superpowers. <laughs> yeah. They're not like delusional or whatever. They just go out and try to make their own personal neighborhood that, I mean, that's how it started. And it seems like that's what, um, he's doing now is keeping their neighborhood safe for their families and for other people. Yeah. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, totally. I thought he seemed pretty nice. I mean, it's, um, in the brief conversations that I've had with Phoenix Jones, um, they didn't, they didn't go as well as that, (laughs) like that conversation with, uh, that, that guy made me want to actually hang out with him a little bit. So, um, he did say, and I'll link to it in the show notes, but, um, you guys should find him on Facebook and it's not like a, it's not a fan page. It's just like a personal account. But if you friend him, he'll, uh, He'll accept it, he said. Yep. So um, there's uh, – I, I re- have friended a whole bunch of superheroes now on Facebook, <laughs> and it's really, really funny. They fight all the time. So that's um, that's very exciting. And um, They maybe, fight with any – They fight with group. each other. Oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah. The, the, the debate that's raging today is um, there's a female superhero in the area that apparently wants to um, start selling some of her underwear. Um, to raise money for a children's home. And she is saying like, Hey, um, it's not, you know, it's not any different than setting up like a GoFundMe page. Like I'm just doing something to raise money for a good cause. She's not just using the money to pay her bills or whatever. She's going to donate all the money to charity. And a bunch of other superheroes are like thinking that it's a super lame thing to do. Um, so yeah, that was that's an interesting discussion to read. And then all the creepy guys that like want to buy her panties are on there like, well, to to talk down about something like this would be to infer that sex is a dirty thing and something we need to be ashamed of. I would gladly buy a pair of your super well, panties. 
Okay, stop saying panties because you know how I hate that word. But <laughs> super secondly, moist. Super moist. I don't care about the word panties. moist. I don't care about the word moist. Um, but first of all, it's not about sex. <laughs> She's not offering to have sex with them. Yeah. She's sending her underwear that she wore, I guess. Well, and I'm guessing that if these, it is about sex to whoever the guy is. Exactly. Whoever the receiver. But <laughs> you know what? Worn panties. Who cares? If he wants to buy that, who cares? Yeah, shit. I'm about. There's to- whole vending machines in Japan of used underwear. We need to get some. Here's what we need mm. to do. Mm, I don't. I already don't like what they're, where this is <laughs> heading. What we need to do is we need to just get some pictures of attractive women, mm-hmm. create some online personas to make okay. people think that it's them. Right. Neither one of us can cut it for sure. <laughs> and then we'll both just wear underwear, panties, if you will. No. Um, and then we'll sell them to strangers on the internet and make them think that they're from some attractive person. I don't think so. See, what I think... I think that we could do this with your administration skills and my ability to put out an people order. people on the inner. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm really good at bodily fluids. Like, that's kind of one of my things. Like, it's a but little bit of But your kind of, of bodily fluids aren't the kind that people are looking for. <laughs> well, well, we'll have to cut it. We'll have to cut down the funk a little bit with maybe a couple blasts of Febreze. Like we'll we'll come up with something to knock down the stench. Just a couple of rungs on the ladder. I think what your use in this would be. You're good at trolling people on the internet. I don't know if trolling is the right word. What cat catfishing? Maybe. Yeah. Well, no. Oh. Some kind of situation. Something. I'm good at. Yeah. I'm good at the internet. Actually, while we're talking about being quote unquote good at the internet, can we stop saying like so and so wins the internet? Like we can all go home now. So and so won the internet with this great blog post. You know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about? I do know. Is it really annoying? Is it just me? No, I, just me? I agree. Okay. Although I, it's really really annoying, and I feel like I see it way too much. And it's usually stuff that, like, it's funny, but it's it's not, like, the funniest thing that I've ever seen. I, right. I don't know. Yep. The internet will not be over until they find that fucking airplane. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the day that when internet's over? Yeah. Last week. Well, if we find out that, like, BuzzFeed is the, re- the problem, the thing that, like, sucks the plane in. Or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like it has to be like a BuzzFeed kind of what what historic miss miss missing airliner slash famous person are you? And as soon as it's in a BuzzFeed quiz, then you know that it won the internet. Yeah, yeah I guess so. I guess so. Like uh, eighteen um, friends gifs to explain uh, the missing Malaysian plane. Right. <laughs> Right. And I'm sorry, I'm a Jeff person. Always will be. Always have been. Yeah. Well, I just said this week that as soon as Chris Hardwick had his rant about GIF versus GIF, now I'm saying GIF. Oh, well. I'm decidedly anti-Chris Hardwick. <laughs> welcome to the fold. Yeah. Welcome to the fold. Or I just won't say it. I'll say, those moving pictures... <laughs> <laughs> like I'm from the 30s. <laughs> Hello, my baby. Have you seen those moving pictures on the internet box? It'll be like my boss. Yeah, except for alive. Yeah. yeah your boss is anything but moving right no. now. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Just kidding. He's probably rolling over in his grave since he found out you lost your job. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> so, um,. I wanted to have a discussion about superheroes. Yeah, she wanted to have a discussion about superheroes, but then um, she didn't talk to me. She didn't tell me that this was something she wanted to do, but she said after the fact that she wanted to have like a Marvel versus DC situation. Mm -hmm. And um, then she looked up Marvel and DC and realized she's like, there are literally hundreds, (laughs) hundreds of characters. (laughs) We can't just say. Who's better, Spider-Man or Batman? <laughs> yeah, and discussing this is definitely above both of our pay grades. We have no idea. Yeah, well, and it, on the off 
chance that we do have any listeners that are into comic books, yeah. we would just piss them off horribly right. because <laughs> neither one of us know. I personally have never opened a comic book. Oh, really? Yeah. Wait. No. Mm-mm. My first crush was my um, best friend's older brother, and he was really into comic books. So, like, I pretended, I feigned interest for a really long time so that I could, like, sit on his bed and he would show me, but I didn't really know. I became a vegetarian for two weeks once to try and impress a girl. Only two weeks? I think so. I don't remember yeah. how long I lasted. How did it, how did that go? Uh, didn't work. Didn't work. Yeah. yeah. Uh, still not with her, so... <laughs> <laughs> so that that's pretty crazy and then um she might actually listen to the podcast really yeah who is it say it nope <laughs> will you tell me offline nope why <laughs> i don't know yeah probably okay so and then tweet me and i'll tell you tweet it. tweet the show my tweet the show. ex-husband was really into comics not comic books but like he knew all about like the superheroes or whatever. And so I started watching, I would watch the movies when they like the yeah. new, re- I always liked Batman. Like when the first, Got it. like Michael I, Keaton's came out. Yeah. And then I really like the new, the new ones. I guess if walking dead counts as a comic, I, I read uh, one of graphic those novels. Ones. Graphic novels. Yeah. I, the only thing that I've never understood about the whole, like which superhero would be best thing. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's super, super Superman. Like, yeah. Not like that that's the best guy that you want to read or whatever, but I mean if they all got in a fight, Superman's going to win. Mhm. That's why it's kind of a cop out. Yeah. Sorry for people that if they like Superman, but I just always think that he's a, that's why I like Batman because he's just like a really rich dude with cool stuff. Yeah. He's an, he's more like the real superheroes of Seattle just with like but he's a billionaire. He's the hero that we deserve but not the hero we want or, or he's the he's the hero we want but not the hero we deserve or well, I, don't I don't know whichever way it goes this town needs an enema is that, <laughs> is that one of those things no. so and then i also really liked the x-men because i liked the um i liked the thought of there being mutations that caused it rather than like superman being an alien that comes down to earth or whatever this would be a good opportunity to practice my bane impression okay you go first you go everybody I never has saw to that have movie. a good bane impression i never saw what? it i never saw it because and now you are welcome to die <laughs> because no. that was the 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 rest of the show what no. if i try and mix bane and the and the cockney a Cockney Bane, if Let's you will. Let's not do that. Let's not do it. <laughs> I didn't see it because I was in their family week in Chelan when it came out. And then there was too much hoopla about the movie shooting and, and all that. So I've been was waiting. Was that movie? Yeah. The last one, Dark Knight. Oh. And then I just haven't had the chance to watch it. But... Uh, the funny part is I rewatched all of those uh, remade Batmans before in anticipation to see that movie. So I just need to do it. But yeah, I fell asleep. Um, I fell asleep during the first time that I saw it and I didn't know that I had fallen asleep until I watched it a second time. And then I was like, you know what? That makes way a lot more sense now because there are apparently about half an hour of this movie that I don't remember because I didn't even know I had fallen asleep. Sounds like sounds about right. Yeah, weren't you seeing it on a Sunday at eleven o'clock at night too? Yeah, mm-hmm. with somebody that I had never met before that I met off of Twitter, hmm. and that was the first time that we um that was the first time that we hung out, and I. We fell asleep on each other in a movie. <laughs> so that was exciting. I was trying to do something, but I can't figure out how to work my phone. So, anyway. So, if you could have any superpower, actual superpower, what would you have? What would you be? I'd be super good at Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh no what does that even mean 
I just want to get Jake Fogelness back for being mean to me that one time. (laughs) (laughs) Super good at Twitter. I want to get super good at Twitter. I want to block Will Wheaton and have him care and then (laughs) get Jake Fogelness back. Get him back as a follower or get him back at his own game. Just get him just get him back for being mean. He was not a nice man. No, he was he is not. <laughs> but if it was anyone else, you would have thought that interaction was pretty funny. Probably. Yeah. Probably. I would I pick take screenshots of it all because he kept on deleting the mean things he was saying <laughs> to me. I would pick to fly. To fly. So while you're being good at Twitter, I'm just gonna fly all over the place. That's kind of boring. Why? Where would you fly first? Um, I'd probably do some test runs just because like, hey, this is a new sensation. And would it be, would I, I mean, I, I would need to know like, would it be a situation like a plane that gets really, really cold on the outside? Like, am I going to have to wear multiple layers like the kid on the uh, Christmas story to be able to fly to like not get, you know, whatever, like. Are there birds? Is there like particles? Do I can I fly above the clouds? Like I need to f- figure this out. So I'd probably do some short trips at first. God. Yeah. My my, super, my power's way better than my yours. Super power would be to create a genie with unlimited wishes. With only three wishes. Okay. And then my first wish would be for unlimited wishes. <laughs> <laughs> Your superpower cannot be that you create something why not? that gives you unlimited If it can stuff. be anything, why not? Also, if you're super good at Twitter, you could basically fly. Because you could like <laughs> make money, and then with that money, you could buy stuff to fly. How can you make like money? Airplane. What? How can you make money? Well, you could like sell stuff. Like... I could be like, hey, give me $100 and I'll tweet about this thing. And you could take that $100 and you could buy happiness. I could (laughs) buy that drone that I wanted after three $100 tweets. Done and done. (laughs) That would have to be like your full-time job. It's going to be so great once I get that drone. We're going to do a whole drone cast. A whole podcast just dedicated to my drone and it's just going to sound like <laughs> and then oh this is really boring i can't believe i wasted 300 dollars and 3 years of my life really wanting this thing we'll see time will tell <laughs> time will tell we'll see we'll see so do you have anything else no, not really. You, you Hopefully. know, you should ask him if you could patrol with him one night or something, or shadow him. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm probably like not like in shape enough, and I have no combat training. And you have no armor like they do. I was in Boy Scouts, but didn't. Yeah, I could like jam a cookie sheet up my shirt or something. <laughs> You're like, oh yeah, dum, 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 dum. No, no, my on I'm all armored up. How about the muffin tin? <laughs> yeah. That would be better. Looks like you have What's like that? No, udders. those are my six packs. <laughs> it's a twelve pack. <laughs> no. I should just bring an actual like six pack of beer. No, <laughs> I've, yeah, I'm sure pack. that they probably frown upon uh, upon uh, Breaking public drinking rights. <laughs> Yeah, right. yeah, no, it would be fun. It would be fun. I've uh, thought about that numerous times. I actually, yeah, have 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 thought about that numerous times. So, yeah, um, hopefully, uh, hopefully, we'll be back. You know, like I said, I feel like um, I feel like we've been in a little bit of a slump the last few shows. So, so that basically shows everybody that I'm really the star of the show because <laughs> me being sick. Means that the show has sucked. I don't think it's sucked. Okay. Do you? Well, I don't. I don't think it's been our strongest, our strongest um, showing. But uh, but you know it's okay. We're when the co-host has to become finding, the host, we're finding our the, the wheels really our fall off. We're finding the, our um, our groove, our uh, our uh, 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 pattern, whatever. 
as as they say and we'll uh we'll get there we'll uh we'll get it uh we'll get it all locked in and we'll we'll be back you know and hopefully we're next, not going anywhere hopefully next week we'll have um geo super oh, yeah. fan geo and returning uh guest courtney yeah on the show I'll be a we're gonna do a winco trip <laughs> and then come get five record. pounds of nordic fish and get all jacked up i'm not gonna sugar. get nordic fish i'm gonna get gourmet gummy bears got it which you pretended you didn't want any and then you ate all of them like yeah probably he always says I, I you know i'm just really that's not, not a what fan. i said like, i'm just what? not really a fan of sugary oh, wait. sweet stuff no. and then he said, can I, can I just try like one of those gummy bears? They look really good. And then all of a sudden, I hear, all gone. Okay. Disappeared. Yeah. And I use those voices too. Well, that's we what We both know that like. when we're not recording the podcast, I have a very strong Australian accent. <laughs> this, that's how your voice sounds to me. Uh, Australian? No. Could I have one of those? I'm somewhere like, I'm like Adam from Girls meets um, Steve Irwin. Except for alive. (laughs) I'll tell you what you really are like. Adam from Girls mixed with Andy from Parks and Rec. My voice? No. Oh, my character? Your your person (laughs) makes like a three way and then the guy from um, New Girl. That Zoe Deschanel oh, okay. is like together with. I don't remember his name. Okay. Sh- not Schmidt. The other guy. Yeah. Nick. Okay. So Nick, Andy, and Adam mixed together. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's basically Jeremy. I have like that. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I'm not saying looks wise. I'm I saying get a personality shirt with those three, just those three faces on it. Yeah. It's my it'll spirit like animal. This plus this plus this equals this. And it'll be you in that gold suit. Yeah, <laughs> my gold suit. Um, I did have one last thing before okay. we go. So I had an idea. We talked about this for a new segment. All right, called the flip side of the coin, or unless we, if we come up with a better name. Okay. Where basically, I defend an unpopular opinion about something. Right. So next week, I'm going to talk about why I can understand why some people don't like abortion. <laughs> because I want to get in that discussion with Courtney. Why some people don't fun. like it? Yeah. Oh, no. I don't think this should be a discussion we talk about over Nordic <laughs> fish. It'll be good. Yeah. No, Nordic fish is the okay. best way to have an abortion discussion. We will not so discuss this. Give me a, a popular opinion to shit on right now. Uh, we'll, we'll see what comes up. Like we'll do a pop culture thing, pull something from Facebook this week and, and come up with some stuff because I do not want Winko food night, bulk food night to be <laughs> tarred by your abortion talk. Okay. <laughs> do you have anything tonight that you wanted me to argue about? Yeah. Defend. Mm. I think Mark Driscoll's a good guy sometimes. I can see why people look up to him. I don't know enough about him (laughs) to like argue that. I just know that it seems crazy. Like this whole thing, that and Mars Hill, like the whole thing. But honestly, any of those churches, like half the stuff that you talk about, I'm like, I I have no idea what you're saying, but it kind of scares me. So I, I, I can't really be anything about that. All right, so if you guys are listening and you have an unpopular opinion that you want me to defend and tell you why. Basically, anything on uh, Matt Baca's uh, Facebook feed, you can can pull and argue his same point. I just want to take everything that the, like, when the internet collectively gets mad at somebody and shits on them or a thing, like, when the whole world decides that they're against something or for something or whatever... I want to give the opposite of that. Yeah, so basically it's, it's hipster nice talk with Jeremy. <laughs> Flip side. <laughs> How I'm more hipster than you. Gonna leave my uh, <laughs> leave my jeans in the dryer for a few extra minutes so they're extra tight, slap them on, and uh, tell you guys Throw the mustache what out. to really think. Um, so yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. You would please, if you could, 
um, review us on iTunes or Stitcher. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Facebook at nerdoutloudpod on Twitter, facebook.com slash nerdoutloudpod, or our website, nerdoutloudpod.com. And come and find us, and it'll be awesome. Thanks for listening. We promise, stick with us, guys. They'll get better. <laughs> we love you. And with that, let your nerd flag fly! Okay, I'll just edit this silence out. Can you edit out you being a fucking asshole to me right now? Wish I could be. Won't you be part of my world? So you got about 75% of the words right.